When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems to fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. This is our sidetrack episode for the week. We are talking about the music of Johnny Greenwood, guitar player of Radiohead. As you all know, we've been talking about Radiohead for the last few months. And so we're trying to, uh, you know, I think we did a sidetrack on the drummer, right? Uh, Phil Selway. Is that his name? No, we didn't, Travis. Are you sure about that, dude? Well, we did, but we didn't uh, launch it because you said it was too oh, boring. Oh, shit. And I, kind of, I kind of agree. Uh, yeah, no, dude, we recorded that episode right before I went on vacation, and then you decided to just do a solo album, uh, a solo episode instead. Okay. Well, yeah. So, right, right. yep. So we had <laughs> we had the intention of of sort of hitting some side projects from all these guys because we have talked about yeah. we've talked about Tom York's. Uh, we did a we did an episode on his uh, Suspiria soundtrack. Uh, but anyway, so today we're talking about Johnny Greenwood, and we're gonna talk about and play a couple of songs from the score that he did for a 2017 psychological thriller called You Were Never Really Here. I have not seen this movie. Q, have you? I haven't, but um, I'm a fan of most things that Joaquin Phoenix does. Well, there you go. And I'm pretty sure that's his bearded face that's right. on this album cover. So, that is him. Um, yeah. Yeah, from from what I understand, this is a um, sort of a crime noir kind of thing where he is like this hitman who uh, kills hunts down and kills people who uh, kidnap children. Oh, that so, sounds fucking dope, dude. Yeah, dark and gritty. Yeah, if you could, if you look closely, he's holding a, a ball-peen hammer. You see that? That's his uh, weapon yeah. of choice. Ooh, dude. Nice vocab, bro. You knew what kind of hammer that was. Where did I'm not that knowledge scrum, come from, dude? Well, because I'm, I've been reading about the movie. <laughs> That's why I know. Uh, okay. Um, let's just say too that if you don't know, Johnny Greenwood did the soundtrack for "There Will Be Blood" and uh, some other things too. He did the Phantom Thread. Yeah. So here's what I did. So today I listened to bits and pieces of all of these scores by Johnny Greenwood, and um, "You Were Never Really Here" is really the first score that he's done that sounds that that 
bits and pieces of it sound like a Radiohead song. Cool. Everything else that he's done is more like or- orchestral, you know, strings and yeah. and sounds more like a more traditional, uh, you know, film score. So, and yeah. I think I haven't. I confess I haven't seen any of these movies that he's done the scores for, but I think that, you know, like with There Will Be Blood and and all these other films, like it seems like a orchestral score seems kind of like they would be more fitting for those types of movies versus a movie like this you know it's set in modern times you know and it's gritty and and there's you know it's you know it's a thriller so that's probably why he that's my guess is that why he's shifted more toward like you know away from the strings and stuff because it probably fits the movie better but anyway because this is a sidetrack let's just get straight into it huh let me just give you one quote from Johnny Greenwood. He was, he was, um, he was interviewed by Enemy about the score, and uh, he says here, he was asked, "What makes a good score in your eyes?" And he says, "Music's a pretty great resource to have. You're looking for the moments when the film and score combine to make something greater than the sum of their parts, to make both element better." than they would be on their own. Sometimes it happens. So there you go. I can only guess that uh, this music, you know, improves and makes the movie better. And um, I mean, when you listen to it, I don't see how it couldn't make the movie better because it's pretty awesome. So here we go. We're going to listen first to a song called Nausea. So, I gotta ask you, brother. Uh, did the offbeat drumming bother you as much as it did me? It, it threw me off at first until I started to like appreciate it because, like, it's it's really cool because, like, 
and I'm guessing it, it's probably, I mean, think about the name of the song, Nausea. And like, I'm guessing yeah. the scene maybe has to do with something like that. So, I mean, you know, it gives you this sort yeah, of so, off kilter feel, you know? Yeah. You're trying to like yes. catch and back it up. Immediately, you know? Right. Right. And that, so that immediately reminded me of um, Thomas Bengalter's uh, soundtrack for the movie. What, what was it called? Irre- Irre- Irreversible. Irreversible. Yeah. So we've, yeah, you know, we've so talked about this. This was on our first episode. We talked yeah, about this song. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, that so that's the episode. that's one half of Daft Punk, yep. right? Um, and he did uh, he does scores for movie. I don't know if he's done more than one score, but well, obviously they did, did a, Tron. It, you know, right together, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, that that movie Irreversible, uh, which was supposed to be like a psychological horror thriller or whatever. Uh, I think it was a French film. Uh, came out in the early 2000s. Um, well, yeah. He has a song called uh, Rectum. Rectum. Was yeah, that I the one? So. Yeah. Um, which was supposed the only to be... Reason, are you saying the only reason it makes you think of that is because of the uneasiness that it makes you feel? Because other than that, there's really no similarities. Yes. Okay. It's not like You're there's right. an off-beat yeah, off okay. drum track or anything like that. You know? But what I like about what I like about this, this song from Johnny Greenwood here nausea is that like you know like i just said the drum beat is like constantly trying to catch back up with itself you know which is really interesting yeah because it's not like it's off yeah. beat the entire time it's off beat for a couple of you know a couple of uh you know what's it called Me- yeah a couple of measures I yeah a couple know, of measures maybe. sure whatever <laughs> this is why we need yeah. a fucking musician on this podcast but yeah and then it, and then it catches <laughs> right. back up to itself which is really cool i i like that yeah yeah, I know there's like there's one phrase, you know, or yeah. whatever of each of each measure where the the snare drum is yeah. off. For yeah, a but bit. it's I I like yeah. it. So anyway, all right. I just wanted to play that cuz I thought that was really interesting what he did. And you know, it sounds, you know, straight up like a almost like a, you know, techno song or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're gonna play one I, more song. I, I didn't pick up on any on any Radiohead there. I'm hoping that the next one feels more like a Radiohead song, bro. Well, when you listen to everything else that he's done for for movie scores, it, you know, as far as it like sounds like a score into, for a movie, like more straight. Yeah, all the other. Yeah, like so that. I mean, that song, you know, he's doing sort of the electronic stuff the, that he sometimes does for Radiohead. But yeah, I think the next song here that we right. play is gonna sound a little bit more. Like a Radiohead song, not not really. Hey, it's not a Radiohead song. It's a Johnny Greenwood song for a movie. But like I said, compared to the other stuff he's done, this is more in line with you know something you might hear on a B side or something. So, all right, let's play. Um, the song is called "Dark Streets Reprise."
What a cool song, right? Yeah, I fucking liked it a lot. That was fucking great. And again, I have no idea what scene that that's in, you know? But, um, you know, just a really cool sort of, uh, you know, I, li- I like how it had those kind of, those couple of movements there, you know, it would stop and then come back and yada yada. Yeah, it was a cool track. I, I wonder if uh, Greenwood's behind the kit playing drums on that, you know? These are great questions, Q, that I don't have the answers for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Who cares? Dude? Yeah, I, Who cares? yeah. If it's not a real kit, then you know he's definitely behind the drum track, drum machine. You know, sure, behind the the drum pads. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. That was great. Little subject, dude. So it, it, something very telling about the members of Radiohead. You know, um, I think our first sidetrack when we when we started our Radiohead thon or Palooza, Radiohead Palooza, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. was um, the soundtrack for Suspiria. Yeah. What, which Tom York did. And that did uh, the songs on that soundtrack that feature Tom York singing. I mean, right. yeah, he's the lead singer of Radiohead, but they sounded like Radiohead songs. You yeah. Know? Uh, and then you've got Johnny Greenwood doing his own thing here doesn't really sound a lot like Radiohead. It's fucking cool, you know, and it's it's uh, unique and different, but none of that sounded like Radiohead to me. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, You know, like you hear a, a soundtrack from Johnny Greenwood, most of the times it's just going to sound like a heavy stringed song, right? The kind of the kind of song you'd expect to hear as a score on an album where these are more like just individual kind of like ideas, you know, like really cool little, like they kind of stand up on their own, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I will say that there are other tracks from that score that um, like when you listen to it as a whole, there are definitely, uh, there are some more like uh, string. There are, there is pieces of orchestra orchestrated songs in there. I mean, it's not, yeah. not the whole thing is not like that. I just wanted to play those two songs because they're, to me, the most, you know, unique of the songs that are on that album. But yeah, yeah. Um, are you trying to? Is the point you're trying to make is that Tom York is Radiohead? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, because well, I, I know, don't want to th- say that, man. Because like from what from what we've learned, and you know, go back to our our previous episodes on Radiohead. You know, over time, Tom I mean, we York know is, that we yeah, we know that that's not true. We know that like you can't have Radiohead without. Phil Selway, you can't have Radiohead without Johnny Greenwood, yada yada. You can't. Well, but if, if you would have said, if you would have said that to Tom York in the early days, he would have said, "Nope, it's all me," right? Because that's that's yeah. how it was for them in the in the early days. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. There's no I think the Radiohead you, without the other members of the band. I think when you listen to the stuff from from uh, Suspiria where Tom York is singing. The reason it sounds like a Radiohead song is because Tom York is singing, right? It, because it's yeah, it's Tom York and because he's singing. Yeah, his voice is in mistake, unmistakable. Yeah, but like, right, right. There's plenty of songs on Suspiria that are um, instrumental that sound nothing like Radiohead's ever done. So, but yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah. To, to maybe talk back to your point, like I don't think you're actually getting to this, but I mean, I think that the fact that separate members of Radiohead are talented enough to score films 
tells you something about the talent that makes up Radiohead, you know? Yeah. And we briefly mentioned uh, talking about Philip Selway and what he's done, even though that's a lost episode now. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but yeah, Philip Selway, drummer for Radiohead, has um, he he does some solo stuff, and he he actually's done he he's done a score for a movie, and he also sings. And um, I don't know, maybe I'll maybe I'll bring him back up for a what you heard or something, because his music's really pretty, and it yeah, it's another one of those things where it it stands up on its own. It's not you know it doesn't sound like Radiohead. Um, uh, it's just really pretty, mostly acoustic stuff that he does on his own. Um, yeah, so cool, dude. This is awesome. I don't know what we're gonna do. We've got one more Radiohead album to cover, which is gonna be a month from now. Uh, we're we're gonna finish up with In Rainbows, but we'll have one more sidetrack to attach to that album. Um. You know what, dude? Maybe I'll give a, a listen to some more of Philip Selway's albums. Maybe we can fucking revisit him, dude, and and get some of his stuff out there. Sure. Or, I mean, maybe we could see if uh, Colin did anything solo, you know? I don't think he yeah. has. Yeah. So, all right, man. I think I think we've got a solid sidetrack in here. Um so that was Johnny Greenwood's uh, soundtrack for the movie You Were Never Really Here that came out last year. Um, next week, we're going to cover Beck's album Sea Change, which came out uh, in 2002. And, dude, I am so pumped to share these tunes with you, man. Travis hasn't listened to this album all the way through uh, I think the only song he's heard is track one, so uh, I've, I'm I'm just so excited, man. Because I this is one of those albums for me that you know, you know, who cares about like top tens or whatever? I don't know if it would make it on there, but this is just one of those albums that's just very. It's just a special record. Um, there's just something about it, dude. Every the, the way that they approached recording it the other musicians and instruments that they pulled in for each track it's just a thing of beauty dude i can't wait to listen to it with you yeah man i'm excited yeah all right so that's gonna do it for us this week uh as always hop on our website nofillerpodcast.com um there we've got extended notes uh for each episode links to video interviews if we if we cited any interviews concert footage if we talked about any concerts so yes if you want to know more information about the episode and what we've done in the past yeah check out check out nofillerpodcast.com you can listen to all of our past episodes and learn more information about each album that we've talked about yes all right so that's going to do it for us this week. We will shout at you in another seven days. My name is Quentin. And my name is Travis. Take care. Bye-bye.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 